You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you're a 415 you're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the 415ers podcast. As always, brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network, 95.7 The Game. That's Mark Grandy. I'm Evan Giddings. Mark, we got a lot to get into today that doesn't just include quarterbacks for once. But before, of course, we dive deep into free agency. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm a little exhausted, Evan. It's been a long day. Uh, free agency isn't officially open, uh, you know, until Wednesday. Uh, you know, they call it what the the legalized uh, tampering and the period has begun. And there's been a ton that has uh, has has gone on for the 49ers. So I'm, I'm a little tired trying to keep up with all of it. Evan, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, there's been a lot of tampering and I'm very happy about it because it obviously gives us a lot to react to, a lot to talk about and a lot to be excited about, quite frankly, because as I mentioned off the top, there's a lot of quarterback news, one quarterback leaving San Francisco, one coming in. And we're going to get to that. But but this, Mark, I, I feel like is indicative of how you know big free agency can be, but especially for a team like the 49ers, because we're not going to start with the quarterbacks. We're not going to start <laughs> with the wide receivers. We're going to start with the defensive line because the 49ers inked former Eagles defensive tackle, interior defensive lineman Javon Hargrave to a four-year $84 million deal, $40 million guaranteed according to Ian Rappaport. And I'll give you the floor, Mark. I think this is absolutely huge for the 49ers, and I want to know what you thought the moment that you saw the news because, quite frankly, I didn't expect something this big, a big, a big splash like this so early. Yeah, I was surprised. I know we talked a little bit last week uh, about, you know, we were kind of both in the middle thinking the Niners are still in the, you know, fully go for it mode versus trying to play it a little more economical and, and find some diamonds in the rough and and beef up multiple positions instead of maybe get a star at, at one place. Uh, but Javon Hargrave is an absolute stud. You can make the case, Evan, uh, that aside from quarterbacks, he was maybe the, the best free agent out there. You can make that case. And he comes at a premium position, a position that the Niners needed help in. Yes, uh, Eric Armstead has been very good for the 49ers, but was pretty beat up this most recent year and wasn't all too effective this season, to be honest. Javon Hargrave just wrapped up the best season of his career with the Philadelphia Eagles, and he absolutely ran a rough shot all over you in the NFC Championship game. So... Not only do the 49ers get better themselves, Evan, think about the, the three-headed monster that they have on the defensive line now, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, and Javon Hargrave, but they also put a serious dent into perhaps their biggest competitor in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles. So this is 
a deal where he is 30 years old. It's a four-year deal. They can get out after three years. Um, it is for an older guy, but it's for a really effective and a really good player at a position the Niners needed some help in, and it hurts a really good team in your conference. So a bit of a risk getting an older player to this big of a deal, Evan, but ultimately I'm surprised the Niners pulled the trigger because I was not expecting them to add someone this good. Javon Hargrave is a stud, and the Niners are immediately better because they have him. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of great points there. And, and of course, the 49ers are a team that first and foremost has built from within. And if you look at the average cap that they spend, defensive line is number one for them. <laughs> and of course, this adds a lot to that uh, for Hargrave, because like you mentioned, Nick Bosa, who is, of course, going to get paid even more yes. uh, later on this offseason. You're looking at Eric Armstead, who takes up a lot, I believe, 10 percent of the cap by himself. And then, of course, you're adding Hargrave to that. So like you mentioned, a three headed monster, which is fantastic. And to me, it comes down to three things with this signing ability, durability and culpability, because on a surface level, Javon Hargrave is a beast. I know he's a little bit older, but 11 sacks last season for the defense that was arguably second behind the 49ers in football up front, arguably may have had the best defensive line of football. He was at the head of that. He also had the third best pass rush win rate of any interior defensive lineman last season. That'll certainly help Eric Armstead along with the rest of that defensive line get loose in the backfield. Number two, the durability. I know you mentioned he's 30 years old, but he's only missed three games in the last seven seasons. So Hargrave is demonstrated an ability to stay on the field as well as of course play at a high level so even though it's 84 million i know 40 of it is guaranteed i don't feel too uncomfortable with the 49ers shelling out that much money and the third part of it and maybe the most impressive to me for the 49ers is culpability because by giving hargrave this deal you do two things one you're telling javak kinlaw he's not going to be a part of your team for very much longer as, of course, he was expected to sort of fill that role in the middle, which he has not been able to do since being drafted in the first round, which leads into the second part of this. You are admitting fault for not giving this kind of money yep. to Forrest Buckner a few years ago, who is two years younger, who is just as effective, and was maybe one of the biggest reasons why you made that Super Bowl run in 2019. So the 49ers not only get a great player as far as ability, not only a player that can stay on the field as far as durability, but they're emitting culpability in this entire situation. So to me, it's kind of a three-pronged um, takeaway from this signing that I think is important, not only on the field, but both off the field for the 49ers. You're 100% right. Uh, this was uh, essentially the, a similar contract to what they would have given to Forrest Buckner. You're right. So this is them admitting, hey, that was a mistake, but we're we're not going to make the same mistake twice. We're going to own it and and learn from it, move on and get better as a result. That's a really good point. Uh, you just look at, I mean, Javon Hargrave, you talk about the sack numbers. It's easy to just say 11 sacks. That's impressive. But again, this is from the defensive tackle position, Evan. Not often do you see defensive tackles on the interior of the defensive line rack up double-digit sacks. You look at some of his ranks among other defensive tackles in the league. How did he stack up top five in just about every uh, pass rush grade? Number three in pass rush grade by PFF. Third in total pressures. Third in pass rushing productivity. And fifth in pass rush win rate, which you already mentioned. So 
you're not just putting another big body there who's going to eat up some blockers. You're putting a guy in the middle of that defense who is going to disrupt and destroy opposing offenses, not just in the run game, but in the pass game. That is his specialty. And then you're going to get offensive lines trying to figure out how the hell do we block Nick Bosa on the edge and Javon Hargrave up the middle. You're going to free up. Maybe it takes a blocker away from Nick Bosa on certain days. Maybe it takes a blocker away from Javon Hargrave. It's going to make it so much more difficult on opposing defenses to have two elite pass rushers coming from different parts of the defensive line on the field at the same time. Now, Javon Hargrave and Nick Bosa, is another, they're not every down players. Javon Hargrave, for the last few years, has played about two of every three snaps. But that's normal for a defensive tackle as well. There aren't many out there that play every single snap. So a huge, huge, huge moment for the 49ers to get Javon Hargrave. I was not expecting it. I was certainly expecting a name or two uh, on the defensive line for the 49ers, but not Javon Hargrave. He has been incredible the last couple of years. He seems to be getting better as every year goes along. Now, again, he is in his 30s now. At least when this next season starts, he will be. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that, of course. But even if he he just plateaus and stays at this level for a year or two, it's a gigantic addition for the 49ers. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Yeah, and look, last year, obviously, the 49ers made not a big splash like this, but gave a large amount of money to Charvarius Ward. That worked out. This is more of a prototypical splash signing. But it also signals that this team, kind of how they were willing to go and trade picks for Christian McCaffrey, knowing that they were going to get some back and uh, uh, getting a ridiculous amount of compensatory picks, as, as, as we have talked about. <laughs> they know that they have an ability to sort of replenish certain positions, but they also recognize where they can, um, I guess, take advantage of both the market as well as um, where they want to get better. Look, this is a defensive line that maybe not is not going to need hard grave, like you mentioned, on the field for every single snap. That's not really how the 49ers operate. They like to use sort of line changes. They'll bring in different guys. And I think the fact that they brought back Kevin Givens on a one-year deal as well today signals the fact that they are willing to both spend for talent as well as depth. And I think it also shows that they're willing to sort of learn, not necessarily from their mistakes, but from where other teams were able to succeed. And what was the one thing that, that sort of stood out at least in the Super Bowl to me, was how dominant both the interior parts of both lines on defense were, specifically the Chiefs and, and Chris Jones, who, who absolutely wrecked that game. But the amount of times you saw Jalen Hurts running for his life because of interior pressure, the amount of times that we saw Patrick Mahomes a few years ago in the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay running for his life due to interior pressure shows that the 49ers are able to sort of see that and want to get better at that spot. And this is outside of maybe Deron Payne, who has signed and got also a big deal in free agency. Um, the second best lineman, I, I think it was pro football talk that had um, Hargrave as their fifth best 
free agent available. So obviously, like this is a highly sought after coveted guy. And even though he's 30 years old, uh, the 49ers have had some success with 30 plus year old and 30 plus year old players being productive. Trent Williams being the biggest one of them quite literally. Uh, so I, I love this deal from every single sense of what it signals, both for now as well as uh, where the 49ers want to go. It's interesting because literally moments after the Niners signed or the the, the, the signing was reported, again, nothing can become official until Wednesday, but moments after the news broke on Twitter that the Niners were signing Javon Hargrave to a four-year, $84 million deal, you got the news that the Broncos were signing former Niners right tackle Mike McGlinchey to a five-year deal for $87.5 million. So uh, we talk a lot about, you know, what defensive tackle were you expecting? Okay, maybe not Javon Hargrave. But in a matter of moments, Evan, you saw firsthand what side of the line they're prioritizing this offseason. And it's clear that it's the defensive line. That is what they're prioritizing. now. Obviously, no, no one is trying to say the offensive line isn't important. Of course it is. But this seems like a conscious choice, Evan, of the 49ers. And, and maybe they feel the offensive line market is a little more out of whack. I know there was a lot of people talking about that deal uh, that Mike McGlinchey got five years, $87.5 million, over $50 million guaranteed, according to Ian Rappaport. That's a lot of money. So maybe the 49ers felt that money was better spent elsewhere on the defensive line and for Javon Hargrave. I think that's a fair decision, but they all they are also telling you, you know, they're drawing a line in the sand. We value an elite defensive line over an elite offensive line. Maybe that's because of all the skill weapons that they have on offense. Maybe they think with Brock Purdy back and healthy, he, he can get the ball out quick and they don't need an offensive line that can protect a quarterback for five, six, seven seconds. I'm not so sure what their internal thought process is, Evan, but whatever it is, they have reached the conclusion they would rather spend big on the defensive line than the offensive line. Yeah, we'll find out what they continue to do in free agency. And and look, I, I just think it's, it's a spot where they felt um, there was a, a great player available that is, in a lot of ways, irreplaceable. Not that Mike McGlinchey is, but, you know, I think, them signing Colton McKivitz to a two-year deal kind of signaled that that might be the direction they go at right tackle. Jake Brendel is obviously an option they have to figure out if they're going to bring back or not. And then they have kind of a young offensive line outside of Trent Williams around them. So, and and look, their their offense is predicated on running and getting the ball out quickly. So it's probably easier to replace those slots up front, um, especially if you don't have to pay that price. I also saw, I think it was Chris Lindstrom for the Falcons signed like a five-year, $105 million deal as a guard, not even a tackle. So the offensive line market has been bumped way up. And I think the 49ers are going, they feel comfortable that they're going to get banged for their buck. Uh, and this guy's been on the field, Hargrave has, for the majority of his entire NFL career. So like, I, I think it's it's great no matter how you slice it. Um, of course, they also signed a few days ago to Sean Gibson uh, to a one-year $2.9 million deal. But, you know, I think the, the 49ers are in a place where they maybe had one move to make if it was going to be a splash move, and this was it. So I, I don't, like, whether you want to give it an A or a B or whatever grade you feel like, I feel like this was a, a well-spent amount of money for them on Javon Hargrave. Yeah, and, and before we move to 
quarterbacks. I know there's a couple of guys we got to talk about here. You mentioned Tashawn Gibson a couple of days ago. I thought that was a good decision for the 49ers. That seems to be worth the money if he plays similar to how he played this most recent year. That seems like a bargain. I thought it also told me in the moment, well, bye-bye to Jimmy Ward. And as we're recording right now, Evan, here on Monday evening, news has broke. Jimmy Ward is going to the Houston Texans to, uh, to you know, rejoin his former defensive coordinator, now his head coach, D'Amico Ryan. So, Jimmy Ward, uh, no longer a 49er, according to reports. Again, as we're recording Monday night, that just broke. Uh, as you're listening uh, on, on Tuesday morning, you probably already heard this by now. I, I won't say it's too surprising, Evan, given the Tashawn Gibson signing, given what he was able to do for the 49ers last year. I think it confirms, perhaps, that their plan is to go after Emmanuel Mosley as he continues to rehab from his ACL tear. We will see about that as the days go along, Evan. Uh, but Jimmy Ward's tenure with the 49ers, the longest tenured 49er, of course, until now, is is no longer. So uh, congratulations to Jimmy Ward and, and uh, Bon Voyage, I guess. Enjoy Houston. Yeah, and I know they also made another under-the-radar signing and plucking of Hassan Ridgeway, a backup mm-hmm. defensive lineman for the 49ers earlier today. So, look, that that's kind of what happens. Not only you get your defensive coordinator poached, but typically they take a couple of pieces with them. And I wouldn't be surprised to see someone like Aziz Al-Shair, who's a free agent, potentially also join the Houston Texans because I know he's very close to D'Amico Ryan. So that that's kind of the game you play. But it will not overshadow what just happened today with the 49ers, of course, agreeing to terms with defensive tackle Javon Hargrave. And, and maybe another thing that flew under the radar I want to mention, Mark, that you, you hit on early was the fact that it also weakens Philadelphia's defensive yep. line and their team, which already has a multitude of top flight free agents, not all of which, of course, will be able to come back. And their defensive line, which was also based on a few pickups, such as Ndamukong Sue and Linval Joseph, guys that will not probably be back next season. So they are also hampered by this signing as well.